welcome to for Offcast, the English language for off no podcast that nobody asked for. It's David here. Hello. Hi. Hey, Sam. What's up today? Uh, not much uh, for me, but we've got uh, in a in a packed show tonight. 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 Uh, yeah, we've got two games to look back. Well, th- three games to look back on actually, because I'm going to throw a bit of uh, a, something for myself in there. We've got two previews. We've got uh, Hot or Not, Beer of the Podcast. We've got What's the Deal with Yilava. We've also got an extra bonus section called What the Hell is the Deal with FC's Royal Cabano? That's, uh, yeah. This is, I feel a lot of people um, listening to the podcast this time will be wanting specifically to know about what's happening with the absolute clown car of a football <laughs> club that we've got going at the moment. So that'll be fun. Yeah. At least a clown car's entertaining. I mean, this is, you know... Uh, yeah, this is entertaining in a horrible way, but you know, I'm I'm sort of for it in a way. Uh, yeah, we are going to be doing all of those things. So we're going to start with the Bono Derby, at which I was not present, but you were, Sam. So I let's was. hear your views after this musical bit. So it was a packed house at Stadion Srpska for the uh, lovely Saturday afternoon game between Zborovka and Eskalishen. It wasn't exactly three o'clock, but I'll take it, Yeah, the, the one o'clock. Mm-hmm. 8,200 if my memory serves. That is good, the, isn't uh, it? State. That, there won't be higher this season in this league. No. Um, it'll... There'll be... Not that many higher in the first division, to be honest. Oh, I probably. mean, we would have been. I would imagine we would have been the third highest that the weekend yeah. if um, um, Sparta and Slavia weren't both playing at home. Uh, Victorka probably Victorka would maybe. be higher, but yeah, I mean that's yeah. 8,200, more than respectable. So, what did they see? They saw a very entertaining game, actually. Um, Good derby. Um, Had a bit of a derby feel, actually, which was kind of weird, because we don't really have that sort of feeling anymore for a lot of games. And really, shout out to everyone who turned up and somehow didn't like flood the beer queue. Yes, I saw photos of that. That was odd. Because I was was drinking beforehand thinking I'm not going to get a pint of the game. Mm. They got out of the stadium steaming. Oh, good. Well, that's a success. It was good. Um, so, um, for those who don't know, Zborovka Brno 2, Eskalishen 0. Probably, do I say the best performance of this season? I think I do, actually. The least worst performance of the season. The least least worst is absolutely the word. Um, two good goals, Yeah. Um, I thought, as well. Um, Christofek threads a lovely ball to Pazler. It goes through the keeper's legs for 1-0. Mm-hmm. And then... A, Basically, you know, halfway through the first half, and then towards the end of the second half, you have Lukash Magera, <laughs> Magerovic. Yeah, yeah. Lukash, don't call me Zlatan Magera. It was an incredible goal. Um, uh, a great cross from um, Iceman mm-hmm. as well, and he like it, it's amazing because like Magera means to bicycle kick, and he hits it so sweetly. Yeah, and. The reaction from the crowd was fantastic because you had some people cheering and then most people looking around going, huh? Yeah. So that was that was wonderful. A uh, couple of... I mean, we faded a little bit in the second half, as we often do. Uh, Li Shen looked half decent at times. A couple of very mm-hmm. important saves by um, Flodair. I really... The two players that really stood out for me, actually, particularly in the first half, was um, Tonda Rusek, yeah. who I thought was... Uh, really unlucky actually to not get on the goal sh- uh, the scoring sheet he had a couple of uh, really good chances and uh, our Russian phenomenon uh, uh, Uncle or- Uncle Vanyek yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uncle Vanyek <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on, Andra uh, Vanyek looked fantastic uh, he's like he looks like a player who is from the Russian Premier Division playing in the Czech Second League yeah he looks too good for us and he has to play every game basically it's a yeah. must I love how he drives through the midfield and he's looking for balls and he make, and he's able to pin out passes, and he sort of strolled it in some ways. Well, you know, recklessly driving forward, he'll have learned that in Russia. Yeah, a lot of that happens. Um, <laughs> the, the the least worst performance is a is a good way to put it. because yeah. I don't know if you missed this, but um, two very strong penalty claims. I did miss this. Okay, um, these can you can watch them back actually. If anyone's interested in watching the match, it's worth it. It's still up on Chete Sports website. So. Mm-hmm. 
sit yourself down for a couple of hours and watch it. So, um, five or so minutes in the second half, um, Jan Hladik for Lishen uh, gets the ball on the left side, the penalty area, and Sedlak leads with his foot. Hladik gets booked for simulation. Is it a penalty? Well, it wasn't. Yes, it's 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 it's, it's definitely a penalty. Okay. Um, it, there's I don't know what the what the referees um, seeing there maybe because he goes down a little bit theatrically, mm -hmm. but clearly gets all of foot and none of ball. Yeah. And then ten minutes before time, Fleur tries to get the ball off Adam Fila and gets his back leg. Fila makes a really sniper sort of yeah uh, tumble in the box the turf, yeah. and. I think that's also a penalty, mm -hmm. actually. The ball's clearly running out of play, away from the goal, so that maybe counts for something. But he just gets his back leg. Yeah. So we got that's very a, lucky. That sounds suspiciously like the penalty we had given against us in the first game of the season, actually, against Fish and Chips Flash Yes. Team. It was a bit like that, actually. Yeah. A bit like that with different keeper. Yeah. So they've got one each now. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, about time we got some luck from a bloody referee, I'd Yeah, say. that's true, yeah. Yeah, because Lucien looked all right. They looked like no mugs, but I felt that we were the better team and we were worth that. Uh, we were worth those three points. Yeah, from from what I saw, watching kind of extended highlights of it, it looked yeah safe enough. It looked like a sort of home performance from last year, almost yeah. like kind of solid enough, <laughs> doing just enough to win it and not really being that under yeah. the cosh. So. It was, there was a couple of really good... Uh, well, so Leishan did have their chances. Um, number 13 for them, who I... We talked about on the podcast last time, but his name escapes me, was I thought he was excellent. Mm -hmm. He was really one of the... You know, you're in the engine room, really, sort of trying yeah. to make things happen, cut through, um, cut, try to cut through defenders to get the last ball. But really, I think it, if we'd come out with less than three points, it would have been a real disappointment. Yeah. And a big boost, of course, for you know a tough uh, run of games coming up. Yeah, yeah. Um, before we go on to uh, previewing one of those games, which is going to be Hradets Kralove this uh, Saturday. Yes. Saturday. Saturday. Wow, we're we're getting spoiled by home games yeah. on a Saturday right now. Um, I am going to do a very quick look at. Uh, well, not the reason I wasn't at the derby, but an, an incidental treat for me not being at the derby. And that's coming up uh, now. So, uh, because... Not because I missed this game, I was in Finland. No, I was in Finland, so I missed this game. Um, so what I did instead was I paid 20 euros to go to a Finnish top division game. That's a lot of euros for a... <laughs> it's, it's terrible compared with British football. That seems eminently reasonable, but at the same time, it's not far off how much you paid for your season ticket. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I uh, went to see a game in the... I'm not even going to try and pronounce the name of the league. The Veriaskaskas Liga, uh, which is a Finnish top flight against Inter Turku. Uh, I was staying in Turku. And IFK Mariahamn, which is uh, an island about five hours off the coast of Finland. It's a Finnish protectorate, but it's Swedish-speaking. These are the things I know of Mariahamn. Did, did you not go on a booze cruise there? We did, yes. And this game was the next day, which meant I didn't have to get up until 4pm, which was a very, very good uh, thing. So, yeah, because I was looking at your photos um, on it. Like, did you... Because you, the idea of the beer cruise is you go and you go back and you get your tax-free beers yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So you went there and back, and then you went to see a game um, the day after, Featuring... which was not in that place Marion Ham yes. or whatever, but it actually yeah. against them. Yeah, it was That's a, pretty fun. It was a weird coincidence. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it uh, finished uh, Inter Turku two, <laughs> IFK, <laughs> uh, IFK Marion Ham and nil, and this was the f I think the first or the second game in the Championship group. They do the split like they do in Scotland, so uh -huh. top half league and then bottom half league. Um, Inter Turku playing what I can only describe as a 3-2-4-1 formation. Mm -hmm. Three centre-halves, two defensive midfielders, um, two wingers and two attacking midfielders surrounding an absolute tree up front. An immobile large lump who scored the second goal and seems to be a bit of a cult hero around those parts. So that was very pleasing. Um, 
Yeah, I also saw um, Anthony Annan as one of those two defensive midfielders. 64 caps for Ghana and played at a World Cup. That's all right. With Ghana and is running his career down in he's the League. Finishing off as long as yeah, as yeah. long as he's still got legs. Yep. And uh, also, interestingly, uh, a guy called Connor Ruan, uh, who was on the left side of midfield. It, the two wide players were really odd because they weren't wing backs necessarily, but they weren't wingers either. Their only job was to run, get as wide as possible. They had no license to drift inside at all, but they weren't defensive because they had two wide centre halves and a sort of a sweeper anyway. Uh-huh. So it was a really interesting system. Anyway, um, Conor Ruan uh, was from is is from Manchester. He's played his entire career in Spain with Hercules and Real Mallorca B. Bizarrely, um, yeah. Um, Interturku's manager is Spanish. So oh, okay. I guess he came over with him. And it's yeah, on the same flight. <laughs> Almost certainly, uh, we got goals from uh, Mika Oyala, who was a winger, and uh, Timu Furuhon, the big uh, forward. He's thirty-one. He spent seven years at Turku before getting a big move to Fortuna Dusseldorf, yeah. uh, at which he was almost constantly injured, and then he was loaned out to Hallescher FC in the third Bundesliga. And he was a sort of a one-goal in three-player, and then he returned triumphantly to into Turku in 2017, and has been, you know, <laughs> hoisted on the shoulders. Of yes, the exactly. Coach. And then and and then heftily leading the line ever since. And he scored, and that was yeah. that was a really nice goal. And he really yeah. like yeah, he seems like an absolute fan's favourite. So that was so that was good fun. What do you think, David? What would you say that the standard was of of, of Finnish football there? Because I had a little sort of glimpse of it when Aberdeen was playing um, Rops Rovaniemi, and they looked fucking terrible. So I, I, I can, but I can imagine that it's actually quite competitive, and there's some good games there. Yeah, um, Turku were yeah they were decent. They they never looked unduly bothered by Maria Hammond, and Maria Hammond are currently sixth. Mm-hmm. Bear in mind, so you know they're they're no idiots. But um, yeah, it looked. Like, I'd say, like, lower half of the Prvni Liga. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not talking, you know, Slavia Champions League standard, but if you went to see, you know, mm-hmm. let's say, Mladar Boloslav or somebody like that, mm-hmm. it would be kind of that level. I mean, it was, yeah, entertaining enough. Not 20 euros entertaining, yeah. but still, you know, decent. So, um, what have we got next? Well, we've got a Raditz Kralove and uh, Jablonets preview. Oh, so we, we do. Not? Yeah, so let's do that. Saturday night under the lights. Well, some lights. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if, that, if if we get lights. I was gonna say we'll see if that happens. Oh no, you've jinxed it now, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. It might be. It might be a blessing. <laughs> Phones out again, everyone. This is it. Uh, yeah, uh, Raditz Kralove. What do we know about them this um, season? They're from Raditz Kralove. They are from Raditz Kralove. Um, Possibly my favourite Kralove. Uh huh. Yeah. It. It's got very little competition. But, that yeah. crackling. Remember that crackling? Crackling. When we had that lunch there. <laughs> Raditz crackling. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> they are crackalackling right now because it looked like they were off to a shaky start, wasn't yeah. it? Because they drew nil-nil with um, Banik Sokolov in the yeah. first day. I remember they were one of our one of our top tips and they started quite disappointingly yeah. and we were nearly going to eat our words along with our yeah. crackling. But uh, they, they picked yeah. up. Because they did that. They lost to Dukla and yeah. took the lead three times against Lishen and Drew. <laughs> yeah. And this was looking like only, I mean, probably the 10th Poor prediction that I've made about the uh, about the league this season. I make it the eleventh, but probably. Right. Yeah, they then beat Varnsdorf eight nil. Yeah, <laughs> um, and they've won their last four games. Yeah, so Pozor, Pozor. Uh, a lot of the good players stayed. Um, so Adam Vilkanova, huge attacking threat still. Um, other options up front with um, Djordjevic, uh, Šipek, mm-hmm. um, Otto Urma, Martinets are still at the back and they're reasonably yeah. solid. Um, you'll be pleased that um, Matrix goalie is also still there. Matrix goalie, yeah. Matrix goalie I've forgotten there. that was that goal. Beautiful. He's still number one. I've forgotten his name, but he's he's actually quite a good keeper, but just had that absolute brain fade. Yeah. So. Um, Two signings stand out for me in this one. Yes. So um, one is um, uh, Christian Friedek, who is from Sparta on loan. Um, uh, please tell me they've brought up somebody Nistek in as well. I wish. Oh. I wish. He's a very Vanyak type of player, actually. He's a driving oh, yeah. central midfielder. Uh-huh. He um, leads the team in assists, so 
tells you a lot yeah, about his yeah. use on the pitch. Um, the second is Eric Prekop, who's mm-hmm. a centre forward with a, with a few goals. Um, he's he was free from trenching, and he's very much one for the future because he's twenty one. Uh-huh. Um, he's slotted into the team, scoring goals. That's uh, a decent signing, young young player from a, a first league Slovak yeah. side. So he's yeah. What's it like to sign young players? I just- <laughs> Well, we know what it's like to bring them through and be disappointed in them. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we like the next 40-something. And then, you know, and then to release them and then buy them back 18 months later. Yeah. We know all about that. So, yeah. <laughs> We've got the reverse, actually, for Hrudim coming up um, with, with one of the players. Oh, um, but, yeah, this is going to be a tough for Zbrojovka um, without giving too much away um, later on about... Uh, what we did against um, Yehlava. Um The thing about Hradets, which is so different um, to us, is that Zdenko Frkjala seems to actually know his team. Mm-hmm. So he's been the manager for a whopping two months longer than Schuster. Yet he rarely deviates from basically a 4-2-3-1. Yeah. So expect that um, with Shipek or Prekop up front. Only thing they've really alternated this season, mm-hmm. they've made maybe one or two changes over the last four games, not not even per match. So they've obviously got a formula going. They're sticking with it. They are third, uh, I think. Well, that's the the value of getting a bit of consistency. I think there is, you know, it's no coincidence that, that that's four wins on the bounce with pretty much an unchanged team and a system yeah. that they've worked out. All, all I'm, I mean, all I'm going to say from uh, how is Brojovka, what Brojovka will do against... Raditz is really it's just it's fuck knows to be honest <laughs> like there's there's very little consistency with our squad um, who knows what's going to happen who's going to be dropped and who's going to come in because it seems to now be just at random yeah I don't expect Maguire to start because he hasn't started in the last four games yet he's still top scorer I mean it's is he trying to make him into super sub or something yeah, super starter would be nice. Cause, well, because yeah. this is the thing. Like, I mean, I've, I've got a lot of time for people that come off the bench only to score. And they're an important part of a team in terms of team rotation. But, but if your top scorer is that guy and he's not on the pitch from the start, you're doing. Well, if Lukas Maguera scores a lot in the second half, why don't you let him play the first half? <laughs> hmm. We're, we're going to go into this a little bit more, aren't we? At some <laughs> point. Um do you want to preview? Yeah, I mean, I can, I can, I can just read your preview that you sent me. Oh yeah, I did send oh, yeah. you the preview over. Uh, for anyone interested, this is at the very fan-friendly time of next Tuesday at half past four. Yeah, so we're not going to that obviously because <laughs> it's the other end of the country yeah. and it's a Tuesday and it's at half past four. Anyway, Sam did send me his uh, preview of this earlier, yeah. which was uh, uh, simply a a a uh, two-word preview, which is "We'll lose." We will. Yes, I know. Uh, so, after that, let's have a look at what happened in Yipov. So, Visocina Yipova, cross-country skiers extraordinaire. Um, I, well, you didn't go because you were on a, on a stag in Prague. Yeah, I was, I was lads, 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 yeah, lads drink, lads, drink, lads. drink. Yeah, I I didn't go because uh, I couldn't find anyone to go with. I know. I've given you the pause so you can put in a little bit of music in the back for oh, that. Hold on. There it is. No, I no, it's I yeah, it was I I quite wanted to go because I was I was sort of built up for this yeah. one because it's a fairly local game. But Friday evening, get Good on away. the bus about three o'clock, but then yeah. Sigh. Anyway, enough of that. Um, yeah, on the highlights, we didn't look too bad. The first half uh, created a lot, but a lot of snatching at things. No great conviction about anything, really. And yeah. that sort of extended to Yilhava's first goal. They scored in the last minute of the first half. as uh, a free kick on the left. It's headed... Uh-huh. Wide of goal, but then I think I think Zolbele, but I'm not sure, is allowed one touch to control it and another touch to hook it back across the goal. It's, it's Stanislav Klobasa, I it? think. Yeah. And he's and he's three yards from goal and he gets two completely free touches in the box. Um, Schmid possibly slashes at the ball but only proceeds to sort of send it behind him 
And then Lamine Jao from zero yards can't really miss. So, yeah. How bad is the defending on it's this? It's a comedy of errors, I, isn't it? I'm, I'm not counting Jirka Floder. I did count. We had eight players in the box at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and they got one, not two... the keeper. Yeah, and they got one, two, three, four touches unopposed. <laughs> he brings it down and controls it, man. It was mad. And, like, Yawa is also two yards behind, I think it was Schmid. Or, no, it wasn't. It was, um, who, uh, it was... Well, I mean, it's going to be... Um, it wasn't Schmidt, it was Schumbera was Sort of about on the there. post a bit, yeah. Yeah, he was two yards behind them, so it just sort of came to him and he was able to fumble it over. Yeah. Um, Dreadful. Yeah. Um, so we go in 1-0 uh, down after a 45th minute goal, and then in the... Th- well, the, the first action of the second half yeah. is they score again. Yeah. So... Uh, Smekal uh, comes down the right. Iceman doesn't close him down at all. Iceman is just there is a there is a a field between him and Smekal. He's nowhere near him. Um, Smekal hits a great ball, low, hard. Hashtag corridor of uncertainty Mm -hmm. across the box. Uh, Yavo hurls himself in, misses it, but he's unmarked anyway. Yeah. As is Stanislav Klobasa, who comes steaming in, slams the ball home in a very pleasing. Manner miles, <laughs> miles just acres of space. Of space. Yeah, That's I, it. I, 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 I think the the defense should certainly get a grilling for their treatment <laughs> oh, of Kolasa. Good. good, thank you. <laughs> I, I was actually following this game on text update in the middle of an organized beer tasting. Good. Um, to which I think I upset. I think I upset some people because there was you know people talking about the thing and then just heard from the back and oh fuck off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not good. Um. Yeah, um, we get back to 2-1 sort of later on um, in the 55th minute. It's, it's actually Iceman who makes up for his own mistake by putting in a lovely cross from the left. Mm-hmm. And Vanek, uh, who, as we've already established, is far too good yeah. for this team and league already. Um, yeah, as you said, drives into the box, dinks a lovely first-time lovely shot into the top volley, corner. Yeah. Gorgeous little half-volley from about 12 yards out. It sort of pings over the keeper mm-hmm. into the top right-hand corner. It's a lovely Really touch. good technique. Side yeah. of his foot, I think. Outside yeah, of his lovely. foot. Lovely. Like, really nice. Really good. Um, then the second half is basically a tale of two goalkeepers. Vaymoller and Floda earning their money. Uh, like sort of one big save from each. Or, or, or like one, you know, for the cameras save yeah. for each of them. Uh, sort of the odd one-on-one for each. And then Vanyak lofts the ball into the area, and Rusek sort of out jumps Vaymola. Vaymola he either sees it late or doesn't anticipate it, but he sort of comes punching out, mm-hmm. and he's far too late. And Rusek's It'd up there. A disappointing goal for them to concede. Yeah, actually, to head over the top in the eighty-eighth minute, in front of the Spravatsi, yeah. to wild celebrations. Imagine me at beer tasting when I find that out. Yeah, and imagine <laughs> you less than a minute later. As a simple through ball evades the defence, Schmid launches himself at Smekal, can't do anything about it, and Smekal just slots it under Floda to make it 3-2 for an 89th-minute winner. The worst thing about that goal is that um, Pavel Eismann, who's half a mile off the pace as well, is screaming <laughs> for offside, and it's like Schmid is playing him years yeah. on. It's yeah. like it's so, it's so obviously Schmid onside. Between it's him and Floda as he hurls himself yeah. in to try and tackle him. Like, I, I'm I'm usually one for not really being correct in offside calls, but it's like it's just like so obvious. Yeah. So disheartening. That's such as Brayovka goal to lose as well. Just yeah. at the just at the death. So yeah, that was that. That was uh, a, an absolute humdinger of a game. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know, not for us. And yeah. you know, another absolute humdinger that I've missed, which is <laughs> a, a common theme now. I should just stop going. Well, I, <laughs> again, on the on the other hand, like, do you remember um, that goal in the last minute against um, Prostyov? Yes, and it put all of us in a bad mood for the rest of the weekend. Yeah. It probably didn't hurt as much because you weren't there. Yeah, I would not have enjoyed that train journey home. <laughs> that would have been grim. It put a bit of a dampener on my even though I was with the lads getting tanked. Oh, good for you. Uh, what did... did I do? Oh, uh, yeah, no, I was I was yeah. having pints anyway, so yeah, yeah that's fine. Mister, like the worst, actually, the absolute worst thing would have been that fucking hedgehog rubbing it in. 
Yeah. I think best mascot in Czech football, but he would be giving it the Vickies and stuff. I doubt he went anywhere near the Sprolovatsi after that. I'd have loved to see him. Yeah. I love it. I actually love it when mascots go and do the give it up here to the away support. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Do you want to do what's the deal with Yitlava or do you want to do what's the deal with FCZ Benau? What do you think? I... Let's do, actually, well, I was going to say let's do Yihlava then. I, I was going to say let's do Yihlava because there's a nice segue oh, good. there. So let's have a bit of that, shall we? So before we get the chance to get properly wound up by asking what's the deal with FC, uh, FCZB, let's take a moment to chill out and learn something about... Yehlava. Cool. Um, it's the capital of the Visochina region, um, which is a very pretty part of the country. Uh, its German name, which will become relevant here, is Iglau. Uh, and it's derived from the German word Igel, meaning, I know you don't speak German. Igel. No. No. Okay. No. Um, Igel means it's uh, a particular animal. What do you think that animal might be? I'm going to guess, right, I'm going to guess it's a seal because Iglau are where Inuits live. <laughs> That's amazing. Can I, can I change my, can I change my answer? You can. Is it hedgehog? It is hedgehog. Uh-huh. Yes, it's the German word for hedgehog, which is why it's on their crest uh-huh. and it's the mascot there. So, Hedgehogville, Visalchina. Uh, um, it's the hometown of composer Gustav Mahler. Who is probably, I think, one of the only famous people to come out of Iglau. Um, but it has a very complicated uh, recent history, actually, or 20th century history, certainly. Because uh, after World War One, the town was uh, considered a Sprachsinsel, or a language island uh-huh. within um, Slavic-speaking Moravia, as was. Uh, and after the Czechoslovak public uh, was proclaimed in 1918... The indigenous German speakers claimed their right to self-determination, um, demanding that Yihlava uh, uh, remain, like, sort of within and of the Austrian state. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, they didn't get that, obviously, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and they had Yihlava Iglau incorporated into the um, Czechoslovak uh, state and. That is generally cited sociologically as um, as uh, the reason that many of the um, indigenous German speakers there um, decided to take to nationalist politics between oh, World War One and World War Two because they had felt that they had had their home and their culture taken from them when Austria is not that far away and it wouldn't have been that they thought that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so it also became. Uh, well, it was the um, home of uh, uh, Hans Krebs, who became the editor of the Iglauer Volkswehr newspaper that was the kind of like Nazi propaganda big, rag. Big fast for... town. Yeah, exactly. So there was that. Um, and at the end of World War II, following the Benesch decrees, the German speakers were all booted out and uh, they had to trek back to Austria. Hundreds died on their horrendous mm-hmm. march back to Austria. And the town was repopulated with Czech and Moravian settlers favoured by the communists. So, yeah. oh, and, and that went so well that in uh, 1969, Evgen Plocek set himself on fire in the town marketplace uh-huh. as a protest against the Soviet occupation of Czechoslovakia. So, yeah, a much storied recent history. Yeah. I was going to add, not, not a funny remark or anything, but was there not also that priest that got tortured to death near there as well? I, I don't... That's, that sounds like something I've heard of, actually, yeah. Uh, he was, it was like, I think it's the guy who was... Or he's from near Yihlava. Mm-hmm. I, I forget his name now, but there was... It's like in the anniversary of his death around this, like a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. Like 59 or something like that. All right, so, okay. Um, they've got a famous zoo as well. Yes. 
and they've got a, and they've got a fantastic film festival. Yes, they do have a fantastic film festival, as you will attest, having been more than once. Several times, yeah. Yeah. I really like the Yilava. It's a cracking town. Excellent curry takeaway window. Yeah, it's shot. It's it, gone. It is shot. We looked for it last time and it wasn't there, was it? Oh. Disappoint on my face. Tragedy, yeah. It was. I was really disappointed. I thought this was going to be the worst trip ever. And then I was like, oh, well, actually, we won 6-1. Yeah. So I can't really complain. It wasn't that bad. Beautiful sunny day. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that's by the by. Anyway, um, do you fancy some Yilavan uh, uh, music? I do. So we have a band here called Strepi. Which is a Czech word for shards, as in shards of glass or shards of. This is sounding. This is sounding other very. Other shards. That's the sort of name that I'm sure had a top twenty in the UK in like 2003 and went on a tour supporting Razorlight. Shards. Uh, what sort of band do you think they're going to be? I think they're going to sound like landfill indie. They're not. They are. Um, I would say like kind of gentle folk rock. Uh huh. So, yeah, uh, this is their song Smutne Code. Sad code. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Just, you know, some people don't speak Czech. Um, I, in fact, many people don't speak Czech, but some of our listeners don't speak Czech. <laughs> That's a Škoda. It's a shame. Yes. Um, how you doing, Michal? Um, so, yeah, let's have a listen to Strepi and see what you think of this. So yeah, strappy there with some sort of decent, sort of good time, you know, yeah. stompy folk stuff there. It's okay, I yeah. liked it. Yeah, quite like them. Um, the, uh, when I was uh, looking for bands from Iglau, um, the other one that came quite high up the list was a uh, Nirvana tribute act. So I decided not oh, I see. to use that. But that was pretty... Yeah, I like that. Uh, so, now we've calmed down a bit, let's get our fury on with a bit of what the hell is wrong? What the hell is the deal with Vrojovka <laughs> Bono? Right, um, before we start this uh, section, what I thought might be quite interesting is um, somebody uh, sent me, actually, a recording that they had from inside the Zbrojovka dressing room um, after uh, one of the games. It was a a, a journalist interviewing uh, Pavel Schuster about his, let's say, management technique. So... I'm going to play you that very quickly to, to see what you think, and then we'll talk about it afterwards. Tell me, do you ever stop bullying and shouting at the lower orders? Never! There's only one way to win a campaign. Shout, shout, and shout again! You don't think, then, that inspired leadership and tactical ability have anything to do with it? No! It's all down to shouting! <laughs> so that... that <laughs> I mean, obviously that's not true, but that kind of... To me, it sort of sums it up. You're a man on the inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, ITK, Edmund Blackadder there. But uh, yeah, um, I was talking to a couple of people about this, and when he came, because he he was he was promoted from within, Schuster, wasn't he? Yes. And he seemed sort of the right person at the right time because in the you know, carrot or the stick mentality, the only thing he knows is a massive fucking stick mm-hmm. by the looks of things. But as we have discussed, he's he seems to, even after nearly two years in the job, still doesn't sort of know his best team, doesn't know his best formation, and basically looks sick of it. Just, bo- just you know, shouting at people and... Arms crossed. Yeah, arms crossed and just impotent fury, really. The beatings will continue until morale improves. Yes, uh, precisely, it, yeah. It's turned into a very scattergun approach to, to management where, well, the alarm bells have been there or thereabouts for, for a little while now. And uh, 
I was quite vociferous on this show mm-hmm. to say that you know what, the manager needs time. Excellent end to the last um, to to the tail end of last season, and you know this is we're terrible in the first half of the season, and something needs to be overcome. But after such a good performance against uh, Li Shen, why did we not keep the same team, keep the same shape, do any of these things? Yeah. And you can't, you, you can't, like, he comes out every time and says, I pick the players who, uh, was it, respond best or, you know, to training yeah. and who are, you know, perform best in the training. And that's not how you pick a team, Pavel. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's not it's not you know oh you're very you you worked very hard today we're going to slot you in at center midfield because why not yeah you actually need to have a tactical plan yeah. there and you need to have players to perform that plan and consistency players if they get a run in the team they become a bit consistent this is what this is what I kind of feel like you know see seeing the um, you know the um, um, Shumbara fullback thing it's like. <laughs> I'm just going to pick the 11 players who did best in training. It doesn't matter whether they were all midfielders. Mm. 10 midfielders did very well, so they're going in at whatever random positions other players didn't do so well Mm -hmm. in this week. And yes, uh, and also just these weird announcements come out. Like for example, like um, I think Pachlopnik was relegated to the B team, Uh, as was Bartolomeu, and he's well, and Pachlopnik was back. Yeah. Um, I think actually one thing that I would like to say is that the way that Schuster has treated Robert Bartolomeu not just this season but towards the end of the last season as well I well, think has been ever since ever since last year's winter break he I, was nowhere to be seen I think it's been disgraceful uh, the way that Bartolomeu at least started this half of the season looked it looked like he was actually bothered and we didn't have enough players that looked bothered he's also such a confidence player yeah. and and Schuster yeah. is not. If I was playing under that, from what I've seen, just for a start, everyone looks terrified of making mistakes. Yeah, which means they make more mistakes because everyone's absolutely shitting themselves. Yeah. yeah, like I said, it's just it's 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 absolute big fucking stick management. I don't yeah. see that any of them are, you know, inspired to do better. I don't see any of them being rewarded for doing well. It's just being punished for being crap, mm-hmm. basically. Do you want to hit a stats? Go on. Cool. Um, We are one point better off than this time last season. Right. And this time last year we were sitting in ninth and now we're seventh. However... You wouldn't believe it though, would you? However, we are ten points off first. Yes. Compared with eight last time. And this is a squad that Schuster has had for a longer time. And I think that he's at least had a bit of a hand in bringing players in. Yes, definitely. It's his squad. Yeah. I think we're coming to the same conclusion here. I'm starting to think that there's nowhere to hide for um, Schuster. Mm-hmm. And I am of the opinion that he now needs to be replaced. Um, what say you? Uh, considering all of the random announcements that happened at the start of the week, he's been sacked, he's jumped, he... There's people ready lined yeah, up. Yeah, there are people lined up, but then he's taking training the next day. He's going to be in the dugout on Saturday, it looks like. It's just the whole thing's a shambles. It's yeah. an absolute shambles. And I don't expect players to react to someone who may be seen as a dead man walking either. Yeah, also, also I think, you know, a lot of players would be glad to see the back of him. Yeah. Bartolomeu, for example, and, you know, mm-hmm. actually. Probably Magera. Now he's been frozen out. You know, it's yeah. I'm not expecting Magera to start uh, against Hradets, and this will be the fifth game in a row that he hasn't started mm. for the team. He was our captain. Yeah. So the thing is, I don't think Pazla is a bad player, but he's not ready yet. He hasn't got. Well, I was going to say he's not used to the system. We haven't got a system, but you know, you don't just chuck him in and you know and bin Magera. It's just it's yeah. None of it makes any sense. That's and true. I don't know whether this is like I don't think Schuster is the the sort of you know I think he's too egocentric to to kind of you know play 
what's the phrase I'm looking for? To like devise an exit strategy in which he will just be fired. But I don't. But also, I think he's sort of slightly too petty to resign mm-hmm. as well. I'm not. This is this is going to end badly. Whatever happens, there, there is no strategy. It's never been a strategy. The strategy for him has always been a formation, and he makes these switches before games, and but the the it's always the same. It's always trying to get these long balls up to then somehow get them tapped in or headed yeah. in or volleyed in or whatever. And if you don't have someone like Maguera up there, that's not going to work. Yeah. But they're also... And then his substitutions always seem like he feels he needs to do something and then something's put on. Yeah. There is no you know tactical awareness there. And that's a big problem. Mm. So who would you replace him with is the other thing. And who would want to join Zbrojovka? Well, the two names been thrown around are Miloslav Makhachek, mm-hmm. who is the uh, Lishen boss, and mm-hmm. Yuri... can't remember his surname. Vitkovic's manager. Uh, Baltsarek. Yuri Baltsarek, that's right. Um, the Interestingly, and this is quite a, a, a... Like, this sort of shows the level we're at. Um, the problem with uh, Makhachek that people were saying is that... Um, you would have to extract him from his job. Not his job at Lishen, but his other job working for the uh, uh, regional government offices in Olomouc. Yeah. Because he's only a part-time coach. That's true. Um, Jan Hamolka on Twitter. Uh, Yeah. Um, Yes, I was reading this. Thank thank you for this, Jan. um, Nice nice insight here. I'm I'm stealing it, GDPR and all that. But um, just to read out his thoughts on a potential Mahalik appointment. Mm -hmm. It's, I rewatch some of their matches now, and what I like is their offensive play. But I feel that they're they're defensively suspect and very vulnerable to uh, to corners, which is something Zbrojovka right now doesn't really need. Also, I'm not sure how Lishen's coach would react to switching from a semi pro from a semi pro club to a professional club. But that is the smallest problem. The biggest problem for every coach will be a lack of investment from the board, which doesn't really help in this situation. Um. Can we get him on? Yeah, <laughs> tough to disagree. That's, that's pretty much within two tweets. He's pretty much yeah. summed it up there, hasn't he? Would you like a Would you like a quote from the other side? Would you like a quote from Mahalik himself, which was in Denny? Yes, yes, um, I would. Because, um, uh, well, first of all, there's two. There's, there's two. There was two basically. Um, Baltzarek hasn't been approached apparently, mm-hmm. um, and the link there is probably that he was overlooked when we appointed um, Svadipluk. Having it, yes, mm-hmm. but I love this quote from Mahalik about concerning this um, this situation. These reports about Pavel Schuster are disgusting to me. I don't care about rumors about Zbrojovka. We have enough worries. Good. They have mm-hmm. enough worries sitting comfortably in mid table yeah, at the moment. I yes, I yeah. They they're a more fun team right they now. They are. They're brilliant. We look really good rubbish, fun. but. We just because we are a professional team, we will grind out results. This is, I think, that's just the nature of this league. At some point, fitness does show. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, talking about fitness does show. Do you want to do beer of the podcast? Oh please! Right. I think okay. I need one. Let's do that. Beer of the podcast. So, after a couple of weeks of fancy beers, including that salty awfulness, glorious, it was oh god. Um, I didn't have a lot of time to find anything today, but I did find something that could be mildly dangerous. So this is... Is it a bunny with a switchblade? It's not. This is uh, Primator's 16 degree exclusive. It's 7.5%. Uh-oh. It's quite, yeah. It could be quite a punch in the face. I'm not into... Also, I'm not entirely sure if it's a dark, if it's a lager, if it's a anything. It just... Well, it says... Well, it's a... Ostensibly a lager because it says Svetle <laughs> yeah. Specialny Pivo. Mm-hmm. And it boasts of its Yechni Slad in bold. Not suitable so. for pregnant women, I'll say. Yeah, so, um, yeah, let's have a go on this, shall we? See what it's like. Tink. Smells, oh dear. <laughs> oh lord. 
This is going to be a challenge. That smells like socks. Yeah. Mmm. Ooh. 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 <laughs> that's not a good face. I think that's the first, the first swatch though. It's, it's sweetish. It's not as sweet as I thought it might be with something this strong, because normally, like, they're quite sugary if they're strong. Yeah. So I, that's, that's I, not too bad. After the first face, I think it's actually okay. Yeah. It's just not one of these beers that I would just, a bit like you and the goose of beer. Yeah. I just never ordered that in a million years. No, it's, it's, it tastes very, th it's slightly honey-y. It's yeah. very, very thick I never flavor. like that sweet sort of thing in a, yeah. in a lager, always like a bit more bitter and crispness. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's, it's perfectly fine. Like I said, it's not as sweet as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I thought it would be unbearable or like darker as well, yeah. like sort of dark and sweet. But that's actually, yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's fine for one. Mm -hmm. It's perfectly reasonable. Yes, so that's that. Um, it's not a very long beer of the podcast because we've still got, hot or not, uh, an English language song played in Czech and a preview of Hrudim to come. Hrudim. And uh, yeah, we're running a little bit low on time, so let's have hot or not. Savior of the universe, da na na na. Hot or not, hot or not, hot, hot or not, hot or. Right. Who's so, going first? Do you want to uh, go? I I think I went first last time, so okay. you you go. All right. So my hot for um for this week is Huddersfield Town fans having impeccable timing. How's that then? Did you see this? I did not. Okay. So uh, Huddersfield were playing away at the Hawthorns on Sunday, yep. and um they were doing quite well. They were 1-0 up, and then they were 2-1 up. Right. Um, and then starts the Huddersfield fans chanting the usual, how shit must you be, we're winning away. Yeah. Immediately after the after they finish the song, West Brom equalise, and they lose 4-2. Yes. There's a video going around. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, that's... I, Huddersfield's an interesting project now because they went down catastrophically yes. last year and they have absolutely tanked this year. Um, I can't remember who was manager after David Wagner. He was some other German guy. Yeah, some guy. other German guy. But they've now poached uh, the Cowley brothers from yes. Lincoln City. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a big project for them. Um, it is. If they can do well, that will be their next yeah. stepping stone to almost certainly kind of inevitable yeah. Premier League job because they're very, very good, those two. Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, at least they've been very good at Lincoln and yeah. wherever they were before. I can't remember. Apparently before. they were offered less basket case clubs to manage the championship as well. But took Huddersfield's not a basket case. Um, no. Like from, a, they're just... from, like, from like board and ownership level, they're fine. They're just... They just yeah. haven't dealt with that relegation well at yeah. all. That Paddy Power thing could fuck so far off as yes, well. Yes, that's true. Yeah, Terrible. Yeah. Um, do you want a hot? I want a hot. Uh, my hot. After seeing uh, Conor Ruane for Inter Turku and Robbie Crawford uh -huh. for Maria Hammond, S Scottish clogger. Yeah, very much a lower league player. Robbie Crawford. Uh, my hot is um, British footballers being brave enough to go and play abroad. Good. Which is not particularly topical. It's just a thing I like to see. Yeah. You know, I like people taking the path less travelled and I'd expanding their horizons. Say it's, and say it's reasonably um, topical, or at least a few months back with you know the likes of um, Sancho. Yeah, yeah, Sancho and uh, uh, your boy from Everton who went back to uh, IB Leipzig, uh, Adam Ola Luckman. Uh huh. And people like that, and uh, yeah, there's um, that that Welsh Chelsea centre half is also at RB Leipzig, yeah. whose name escapes me. The lad with the dreadlocks. Anyway, um, the absolute pinnacle of all of these, who I wanted to remind you of or uh, mention, if you don't know who he was, I was looking back at the well, back at the career he's still playing at the age of thirty three, mm. Colin Kazim Richards. Oh, do you remember him? Yeah, I do. Is he still playing? He's thirty three now. Mm -hmm. And he was the one who, his mother is Turkish, I think his father is Bar 
Buden or something like that, but his mum is Turkish. So he declared for Turkey and he played in the European Championships for Turkey, I think, while he was at Sheffield United. Yeah. Because he was at Bury and then Brighton and then Sheffield United. And that spell with the Turkish national team got him a move to Fenerbahce, mm-hmm. which he took. And his career is wonderful. And these are not clubs where he's played one or two games. He's played like, you know, 20, 30 games for each of these clubs. Yeah. And his career path so far has gone like this Bury, Brighton, Sheffield United, Fenerbahce. Toulouse, Galatasaray, Olympiakos, Blackburn Rovers, Bursaspor, Feyenoord, Celtic, Coritiba, Corinthians yeah. in Brazil, Lobos of the Liga MX, and he's currently at Veracruz, also in the Liga MX. So that's some f- footballing, mighty footballing sides there. I forgot he played for Celtic. Yeah, yeah uh, 11 games for Celtic. I mean, he was never a prolific goal scorer, but no. he seems to have been trusted wherever he's been. You know, 38 games for Feyenoord. 15 games for Corinthians, mm-hmm. man. Like, you know, 66 of Fenerbahce, uh, half a season at Bursa Spore, Like, you know, mm-hmm. good on him. And I, I love that stuff. Can I give a very quick shout out from a few years ago to um, former Hamilton academical player Ziggy Gordon, who for a while signed up to play for Jagiellonian Białystok in the you Polish absolutely League. Can. Who is the lad who went to Lech Poznań? Do you remember? Oh. Is he still there, maybe? But there was some yeah. Scottish guy went to Lech. There was, wasn't there? The fullback. I cannot remember. Yeah. That's one for the Twitter and Facebook. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, give us a knot very quickly. Okay, my knot is Stranda Football Club. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, I believe, in the sixth tier of Norwegian football. Right. And they're a town known for its cured and salted meats. Okay. Do you know where this is heading? Mm-hmm. Is it... Uh, a shirt covered in pictures of meat. It's ham away strip, David. Ham away strip. They've got an away strip, and it's just happy. It's just a ham, like slice. Yeah. a slice of ham, but it's like one of those like black foresty or iberico sort of hams. Uh-huh. So it's like kind of dark red, and some of it's pink, and some of it are the white bits of fat. So how is this a knot? It's not very good. That's why. It sounds amazing. I don't know. I'm not very into this. I'm not very into this like seventh, eighth, you know, Spanish sort of, you know, broccoli strip and stuff like that. There was that one that yeah. had the broccoli and there was, the, well, cucumber one, of course, yeah. famously. Like, um, I'm just, I just, there's, you can go too far on a strip. That's all I'm so, saying. So what you're saying is we've gone from Hamilton academicals to ham on semi-professionals. Good. Yeah. Good. Uh, <laughs> Um, my knot is actually uh, a similar thing to that and it's something I had never experienced you know my fury about bad kits with loads of sponsors on them which yep. the Finnish league has a lot of I can imagine but while I was there even worse than that adverts during the game over the tannoy system oh no so whenever there was a stoppage for a goal kick mm-hmm. you would get a PA ding dong and a pre-recorded advert for like a local car dealership or something like that over the tannoy you know, you know, like in 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 hockey, when there are stoppages, they play you know rock music and yeah. and like that works because hockey stops for quite a long time between things. But this yeah. was like every you know every goal kick there was a uh, yeah a PA advert for something. That Not is good. a big knot to me. That is rubbish. Yeah, that is rubbish. Anyway, we've got uh, two or three minutes left, and we're going to look at hoodie 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 hoodie. Let's go into the final part. Before we go into the final part, I uh, would just like to give a quick shout out to uh, Farid Farman, who reminded me that I didn't mention his Battle of Stalingrad as a name for the Derby a couple of weeks ago. Uh, apologies for that, Farid. Um, that was a good one as well. Yeah, I hope that makes it up to you. Getting a personal shout out. Hi, Farid. Yeah. Um, so we are. Well, actually, what reminded me of that was actually not speaking to him. It was us going, hoodie, 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 which he really likes. Uh-huh. So, I see. Hope you enjoy both of those things. We're going to go into Hood so. van Nistelrooy now. Yeah, okay, we? let's do that. Um, they're 10th. Yeah. They're two points off as Brojovka. Right. I'm just pausing to let that let that sink in. Okay. Um, they were fucking so bad last season, weren't they? Yeah, really bad. Man. Um, 
they're an interesting team this season for sure because they've been involved in some real fun games. Um, they lost a 5-3 to Slavia Prague in the Cup. Yes, I remember that. Um, yeah. They beat Slavoj 3-2. Mm-hmm. They drew with Varnsdorf 3-3. Like, just weird. Yeah. Very weird. Weird ground, weird team. Yeah. You'll be pleased to know that uh, Petar Rybicka is still about. Oh, yeah. I remember we, him. We're loaning him for a while to them, yeah. and we just let him let them have him. Let him go. Let, let him go. go. Um, though we did buy him from Rudim three years ago, so fair enough. Sounds about right, yeah. Um, quiz question oh, time, God. David. I'm so, not going to get this at all. During but... his time as Brojovka, he was in the squad ten times. Yes. How many minutes did he play? Minutes. Minutes. He played 27 minutes. He got one minute against Sparta yeah. and eight minutes against Mlada for a total of nine. Money well spent then, I'd nine say. Nine minutes. Yeah. Um, a pretty young team, Hrudim, actually. There's only two players 30 or over in the oh, whole okay. squad. Yeah. Um, not too many signings. They're not the most attractive clubs. Um, so a defender from Lito Mieszitsko, who only plays in the cup. And Yiji Janoshek, who's a central midfielder from Hradets. They're just one of those teams in... They're the smallest in that triangle of three, aren't they? Hradets, part of it's a Hrudim. So, you know, if you're going to go anywhere in sort of the, yeah. the, the bohemian flatlands. Yeah, it, it's basically there um, a place to launch yourself, I think, into other... Um, <laughs> other launch yourself other, into a field. Onto yeah. other, onto other clubs. Um, it's a tough away day. Um Obviously, like a week's a long time in football, so you know, God knows how long six months must be. But that pitch was awful yeah. when, when we played them, and I'm told it's actually not that much better um, just throughout the season. So it's not a game that's going to be conducive to you know, sort of like good passing the ball and and that sort of thing. It'll be heavy. It'll be a bit. It'll be chopped up, bumpy. Well, it's a good thing that neither team are good at passing the ball, well, isn't it's it? Gonna really, be hoof, it's going to be hoof ball yeah. fest, I fear. And it's also another ten fifteen a ten fifteen so, on a Saturday. Yeah. Yes. So. Hopefully, we'll be able to make it. Um, well, I'll say hopefully, but you know, we haven't done an away game properly for quite a yeah. while now. So, and if memory serves, their um, their snack bar serves shots. Yeah, good for you. Oh, yeah, you're driving. I'll be driving. If we go, I'll be driving it. So, yeah. I'll Um, get my fill. Shots for breakfast. Yes. Right. uh, That's it for this uh, episode of Sprovcast. If you want to talk about anything you've uh, heard or get in touch with us and, you know, tell us how brilliant we are or sponsor us or something. Um, That'd be good. Yeah. That'd be good. I'll I'll sell anything. Anything. I've got no morals. That, that is true, actually. Uh, we're on the Twitter and the Facebook at Sbrojovcast. Uh, so, yeah, come and say hello. Uh, if you see us at a game, come and say hello. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if anyone from the club is also listening, um, we are also, like the Cowley brothers, available for football management. So just <laughs> yeah. uh, facebook.com slash Sbrojovcast, twitter.com slash Sbrojovcast, Sbrojovcast at gmail.com. Yeah, thanks. Well, I don't check that, but still... Anyway, um, that's it for this uh, episode, as I said. Um, and here is uh, somebody who uh, who um, came and bought you a turkey on your vacation away from worky. So until next time, bye. Rovnám trásně zácloná, knížku marně zkouším číst. Vstávám, usedám, cítím závrať, snad mě nehledáš, v jiném poschodí přijdu poste ke dveřím. Slyším tě a nevěřím, jak tě pozvu dál, až zvonek rozezníš. Já mnoho slov sitkal, však teď umím pouhé obejdi. Neznám víc, umím říct pouhé vejdi, já teď neumím nic než vejdi, zazní vstříc pouhé nic, krátké vejdi, slovo pouhé, co znám, je vejdi. Vodu kytce já už dám, 
svou píseň párkrát hrál. Deska došumí a zase pouštím, já víc neumím, má paměť tě pouští, jen vejdi, neznám víc, umím říct pouhé vejdi, já teď neumím nic než vejdi, zazní vstříc pouhé nic, krátké vejdi, slovo pouhé, co znám je Jdeš pavlačím, poznám tvou chůzi, víc říct nestačím, kde jsou mé můzy, než vejdi. Zasním vstříc pouhé nic, krátké vejdi, slovo pouhé, co znám, je vejdi. Neznám víc, umím říct pouhé vejdi, já teď neumím nic, než vejdi. Zazním vstříc pouhé nic, krátké vejdi, slovo pouhé, co znám, je vejdi. Neznám víc, umím říct pouhé vejdi, slovo pouhé.